Rode Microphones, the choice of today's creative generation. This podcast is sponsored by Rode Microphones, the Australian pro audio powerhouse making incredible gear for podcasters, vloggers, filmmakers, and musicians. Rode is at the vanguard of innovation for audio solutions for podcasters, offering groundbreaking products like the Rodecaster Pro, the world's first fully integrated podcast production studio, and PodMic, the ultimate podcasting microphone. Find, find out more about how Rode can help you cut through the noise at rode.com slash podcasting. That's R-O-D-E dot com forward slash podcasting. This podcast was recorded using Rode microphones and technology. Hey everyone, this is George Edelman, Editor-in-Chief at No Film School for the No Film School podcast. Today, I have an interview I did with Charlie Sextra, who's a Sundance programmer, and he's been a senior film programmer at the Sundance Film Festival for a while now. So he's programmed and watched a lot of movies and shorts and episodics, which is what we're going to talk about today. Because we were really interested in learning more about the indie episodic program at Sundance. What I think is really cool about this is that it's a little different. It's unique. It's kind of at the forefront of what people people are doing now. There is more happening in this sort of like short form episodic space than there was 10 years ago, certainly, and longer. So uh, Charlie really breaks it down for us and gives us... I think even a good sense of like what they look for as programmers when they select content for Sundance. And that's not just features, but indie episodic shorts, everything. So listen in, uh, enjoy, and um, be sure to stick around for all our Sundance content. We are going to have daily podcasts from the ground at Park City as we talk about what's going on there. We're going to bring you a lot of interviews with filmmakers at Park City about their projects. We're going to be doing a bunch of roundtables with various people who have worked on and brought us the stuff that's at Sundance this year. So definitely keep listening and head over to nofilmschool.com and see what we've got coming up content-wise because we have a lot of posts about Sundance and this year's festival. Enjoy. Right. Becomes new. Yeah. And I think that the, um, you know, we can just kind of jump into it, but I want to kind of start maybe by getting a little bit of background um, in general and like context. Mm -hmm. If you can like help sort of provide context for people that like what, what about this program is exciting and new, but also different than what is offered elsewhere. And I feel like that's kind of like it, it's, um, What's the best way for me to put it? It's like uh, it's like there's there's a lot of ways that have been established for a very long time of finding your way in, mm -hmm. and mostly it's like feature films. Mm -hmm. And there's lots of shorts festivals, of course, mm -hmm. but that's kind of its own like yeah. separate thing. But this, I feel like, emerges as there becomes more of an industry for people working in like episodic short format storytelling, mm -hmm. and that's gonna 
only grow over time, I imagine. Totally. But you're the person who knows more than me. About yeah. <laughs> like that's a, but to me, that's part of why it was like, hey, this is cool, and we want to talk about this more and learn more about this and bring more information about it to our audience worldwide because this is a place that, like, I can't tell you how many questions we get about this type of content and what you can do with it. Mm-hmm. You know? Totally. Yeah, I mean, that's, like, the interesting thing that always happened at the beginning when we were deciding if we were going to do an indie episodic section. We talked to a lot of people in the kind of episodic industry and talked to them about this idea, and everyone kept saying, like, eh, there's not, this was this was five, six years ago. Yeah. Were, everyone was like, eh, there's not really a pathway to series from independently producing something. Right. That's not really a thing. <laughs> and we were like, okay, but, but we do see creators making stuff. And now we're gearing up. We were getting, again, five, six years ago, we're really gearing up to this golden age of TV, all this idea of, like, distribution and everyone just, like, churning stuff out. Yeah, like, exactly. it just makes sense that this is going to happen. Like, right. it just it makes sense that the industry is going to evolve because there, there's, more, there's more opportunities. There's more outlets now that it's just, like, and creators. That's ultimately Sundance and all our programming was always designed around the kind of the Redford idea of, like, we're supposed to be um, showcasing, mirroring what creators are doing. Yeah. Um, and so that's why our yeah. program over the festival from the beginning has evolved and different things have come in. Short films came in, international cinema, obviously that existed before, but like yeah. New Frontier, right. like VR, we're supposed to be responsive more and reflecting like the artists, what, what artists and creators are doing. And so um, that's this... I honestly that's interesting to me because I had never heard it put that way. Mm-hmm. But it's more like the reason there's all these programs in Sundance to kind of recap is like because these are the ways creators are working. Yeah. So yeah, we are creating is, them. Right, right. Yeah, we are creating them right. from scratch and telling right. people to go do this. Hey, fit like... into this box that we just decided you should fit exactly. into. It's more like, oh, you're all making these. Here's where we can you can showcase them. And we can showcase and try and encourage it. In a way. And right. that was, again, with the indie episodic stuff, it was always a big question mark. People kept saying that to us, and we'd be like, yeah, okay, well, let's see what can happen. You know, like, this this is where creators are going, so we're going to keep supporting them. Yeah. Um, and it's a lot of, there were a lot of similar creators that we were already supporting in the film world were, like, now interested in doing this, yeah. you know, like, this episodic work. And we're like, okay, well, that's great. Then let's go support them in that. And let's go support creators like that in that space. So five or six years ago, just to like things happen so fast these days, like mm-hmm. so much changes in five or six years. But you were saying like the changes in the industry and like at, at that point, people weren't as enthusiastic basically about this as an outlet or as, as a showcase. So so what, what first happened with us that even gave us this idea, which again connects to us following creators was the, the, the big thing that happened was we first started showing um, in 2013 Top of the Lake, Jane Campion series. Mm-hmm. That was the first episodic thing we ever showed at Sundance. Um, again, a great creator yeah. was attracted to mater- episodic material and uh, like Sundance Channel had it. And they reached yeah. out and they were like, would you guys ever do something episodic? And we're like, we will watch a Jane Campion series. <laughs> and we loved it. And so we we're like, yeah, we will, we will of course play this. Like, of course we would play this. And so that was the kind of beginning of it. Then we experimented. We played like the Jinx and stuff. But the, the thing that brought the new idea in was Animals, the series Animals. Okay. And so that was this, the animated series was on HBO for like yeah. two or three seasons. Yeah. 
So Mark Duplass, again, a relationship that we had, a sure. very, very long relationship. He reached out to us and was like, hey, we're EPing this animated series. I know you guys have played episodic work before. We have like two episodes. Um, we're trying to go to series with it, and we're supporting these creators. Uh, would you ever showcase something like this? And we're like, well, we'll take a look at it. Yeah. And that happened. We played it um six months later again a very it's six months later it sold to hbo again a very different thing than a film going to yeah. sundance you can't i don't you can't from from my understanding of the business which is very little you can't do a bidding more overnight and have a tv series you yeah. know like it's yes. like it's it yeah. takes there's a, there's a lot <laughs> different contract sure yes. than uh than what has been established at sundance so it took many months then finally was in, uh, established and then that became you know we still have always kept maintaining showing um big profile stuff yeah. that has distribution in place because you Wu know tang last year that was indie episodic that was produced independently oh okay yeah yeah that was actually produced independently it oh, was okay. told they shot the entire thing independently and then showtime bought it wow and it was done That's they, they sold cool. a, like uh it sold to showtime like uh within the month two months after we had invited it but I, sh I should know that. Yeah, but they, but yeah, but they, but that's yeah, yes. that's an interesting thing. Yes. But like, uh, but that shows you an evolution and stuff. Right. That someone went and even shot this whole series Knowing independently that, by themselves. Well, then, so that, so then that takes me to the next question, which is I think where you're going anyway, which is that so you're showcasing things that were cr that were at, created by like high level relationships you already have, mm -hmm. like you mentioned. But then there became an opportunity to showcase things that people were independently creating. Exactly. And that's where the indie episodic as a program so, comes in. So everything at the beginning, before we opened indie episodic, was was all through established relationships. Right. People reaching out to us. Right. So so the animals coming to us independently, becoming the series and everything. Happened outside of indie episodic as a program. Exactly. Got it. That was okay. pre, Got but it. <laughs> that, that is that right there, that experience was the kernel of I the see. idea. I see. And so while we still maintain, we're still going to be showing big, big uh, uh, um, episodic stuff with distribution in place, it just got this thing in our head of like, oh man, like, Again, we were talking to people at the time. We were talking to a lot of people in the industry about, you know, independently produced, episodic, exactly what I was saying about how people were just like, there's no pathway to series yeah. independently. People want to control it from the beginning. That's how it is. And so we just kind of were like, yeah, but this just happened. What, <laughs> like this animals thing just happened. Right. Isn't that interesting? And then we were, it was just the connection of that and like what Sundance is and the idea of what Sundance is and that people go make these things by themselves and then they find they find distribution and they get it there out to the world like we just thought that was that's what sundance is like that the idea is what people expect of sundance right. so maybe we can try and encourage a new system encourage in whatever way we can encourage we had no yeah. idea but if we can encourage a new system a new way because again as much as selling independent films at sundance is a very established thing now I mean, it wasn't 20, 25 years ago. Right. You know, it's like that now it's established system. And so it's just like, well, let's see if we can try and encourage as much as, much as we can encourage something. Yeah. So we got it really in our head of like, okay, maybe let's see what's into being independently produced out there. So this was actually, this is our third year of Indie Episodic. So we're like at 2016 or something. It would have been 2017. Okay. So Close. yeah, we're in our third year of Indie Episodic. In 2017, for the going into the 20 it was 2016 but going into the 2017 <laughs> festival right. um, but uh, we opened submissions to episodic work so can you tell me what 
when you say open su- submissions to episodic work, at that first early stage mm-hmm. of it, what would a, a submission be like? Just one episode, like a pilot with? Uh, we we allowed we allowed a, a pilot episode. Um, we allowed a multi-part. Okay. If people produced a whole season if okay. they had a couple episodes. I think we limited it to like submit to us two hours. If you okay. two hours or less right. of what you have. I was gonna say if you get somebody who's submitting like their ten episode hour long <laughs> like series and you're like yeah we're not gonna watch ten because <laughs> it was a realistic <laughs> right for yeah. the most part even if we were going to play it we assume in our heads we're probably just gonna play the first two episodes yes. if it's that long yes. so we don't need to see all of them yes um so what we did we've always been very cautious about this and like how we approached it and so we decided to open the submissions we just opened submissions to episodic work. Um, we did not establish a section. We did not announce that there will be a new indie episodic right. section because we had no idea what we were going to get. We just wanted to see what we were going to get. And and we didn't plan in our heads what it was going to look like, how many projects we were going to play or anything. We just went through the programming season. We watched all the projects. You know, the group of us that make the episodic work, we sat in a room at the very end, talked about our favorite ones, what ones we really felt like we wanted to play and thought there would be value in playing. And then we kind of created our idea of how it would look at the very end of the process. But we didn't know if we were going to see, you know, 20 projects we loved or if we were going to see two projects we loved. Right. So, so we didn't want to commit to anything. Right. We just wanted to see what was out there in the world and kind of just like test it. And, and then at the end of the process, we didn't even know right. if would we play a pilot? Would we play multiple? Right. Ep- are we going to play short form, long form or anything? We just waited. We just looked at what the creators were doing, what was exciting to us. And then that's where we came up with the, we, our ideas of like, Thinking about like a shorts program and getting kind of experience of multiple stories within a single program, we came up with episodic um, program. So we played like one episode of program of like um, like like three or four pilots together. We were like, oh, that'd be kind of cool if you just went and saw like four pilots of TV shows independently produced. And then there were a couple of really good um, web series, like three web series. They're all like short episode like five to 10 minute long mm-hmm. episodes. So we're like, okay, well, what if we put these three web series together and we play like 30 minutes of each of them? So you get like, a nice little like taste of each of these. It was just like literally <laughs> in the room in November of like, what if we did that? Like, wouldn't that be interesting to do that? And so we did that and we were like, now let's go put it out into the festival. Let's go to those screenings and see if people like this. Or if people are yeah, like, why how did it go, am I watching How did it go at the beginning, the it very was, first one? It was great. Like, it yeah. was just, like, really encouraging. And I think, I think, you know, I think a lot of it goes to you're talking about, you know, creators and, like, entry points. Yeah. You know, I think maybe even now, like, in the world that we're in, like, this episodic space feels like um, – even more independent um it's it's more bootstrapped yeah. um in making it there's it's the the budgets are significantly lower you know and it's it is it's really a lot of it is friends just making like for getting your friends to do stuff together right. and so like i in being able to watch the submissions and stuff and see like the creators you know like it really feels real bootstrapped independence and so like uh yeah we we just kind of uh i think uh, our audience is really connected with that too does it have to be for it to qualify 
does it have to have a an idea that continues beyond a single piece? If it's a web series, because episodic is in it. And I think like, and I ask this question also because I think people probably wonder, does it necessarily mean episodic in the sense of it's going to be an ongoing running concept or okay. is it a one-off? Like, oh, totally. Yeah, for sure. Multi, multi, um, mul- multiple chapters yeah. to a story. But like we played the Wu-Tang, right. you know, and that's a docuseries and that's a limited, you know. However, right, many hours. So people can have an idea that doesn't fit in the box of the feature, or it may have a unique runtime or a different length in mind, and it may be like a three-parter or something, and it fits into this. This is a very like a malleable context, for right, sure. for what you're creating. That's yeah. that's what's we even talked about it as we were like building it, even in that first year of like as our approach to it was like, maybe this is a total bust, <laughs> right. you know, like, right. or, or maybe this is incredibly exciting and totally different. Yeah. And so our approach to it has always been like, this is a big question mark. Like yeah. what, us, us approaching this and supporting this is a big question mark. And for us, that was incredibly exciting to see like, like, let's go be a part of a question mark. Like it, and also too, when we would always talk about it, like, we were always like, this will likely change and look different every single year. Yeah. Because we're making this up as we go along. <laughs> Creators, it's it's evolving so much as we go along. Yeah. That like um we just kind of need to embrace that we're in a very like weird world of the industry. And yeah. we just kind of need to embrace that. So wanting stuff to look very differently. Some years it's we did programs, I guess it's now only, it's four years that we've been showing right. works like this. Three years then the episodic section. And, you know, the types of programs, their formats, their lengths and everything, it changes every single year. Yeah. And we kind of just, again, every year we just approach it as right. like, let's get to the end of the program, see what we love, and then see like what makes sense, how we can like make space for it. Right. And you mentioned like golden age of, of TV and like, I don't know, are we in golden age of streaming now too? It's like all kind of becoming this one thing where there's all this amazing storytelling happening and some of it is told as like one story over how many episodes, some of it is like, we're only gonna do eight, we're gonna do 10, or we're gonna do multiple seasons and all these different platforms. And that's what a lot of people are watching or like younger generations coming up or watching YouTube more than anything else. So it's good for creators to know, I think, that Sundance has a program that isn't just about feature films or shorts, even though these can be short form, but that reflects more of like, hey, what you're out there watching right now or what you want to think you might want to do or what your favorite content is if you're 18, you know, there's a place for it at Sundance, right? And like, I think a lot of creators see Sundance and think, you know, for lack of a better example, I mean, they probably don't remember it, but like Sex, Lies, and Videotape. <laughs> like, even yeah. though that was a long time ago, it's still like that, I think, still carries the the brand. Totally. You know, like that's what Sundance is. But like this this program and part of why we wanted to explore it more and talk to you was that because it reflects something a little different in the industry, bootstrapping, like you only have enough time or enough budget to make something short. It's closer to a proof of concept, like yep. the kinds of things you, people in the industry now are doing as like a pitch, you yep. know, almost like there's a place for that at Sundance Yeah, is kind of cool. And also tied into that, and maybe you can speak to this a little bit too, is that is there a viable marketplace outside after for shorts like this, for India, obviously for the big like TV stuff, like mm-hmm. they may buy and develop something. But what does it look like for your creators when they bring some of these indie episodics in, the really indie ones, um, without like any idea of having distribution afterwards or, you know, a development deal? 
what's their path like after? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, a, again, it's a similar thing to um, a, a filmmaker coming into the festival. Some are going to get, you know, massive deals. They're going to have massive releases of their films. They'll be have Oscar nominations for their first feature film, and they'll, you know, move move to the very front of people's, like, lists yeah. of who, like, wants to work with them. Other films, you know, we're playing 120 feature films. You know, we're playing somewhere around, like, you know, 12 or 13 episodic projects. Other films, it's it's building an audience for the creator, whether it's within the industry or with whether, whether it's within the press, with when it's out, out in the world. And so it is building like an audience and champions of a creator. So so some yes, yeah, some um, some have like dream stories of, yeah. <laughs> of like um, going and making something. And you know we have projects that have indie episodic projects that they shot short form. They shot like entire like seasons of like short form, like five to 10 minute episodes that were then picked up from from major channels and developed into, you know, uh, full length, you know, 30 minute episodes. There's this one series, Hentified, which is going to be on Netflix. Oh, Another cool. series, The Chances, yeah. um, was on Sundance Now. Um, some, some people have created like tiny little projects and they've shot like an entire season. And like there's this, this one that we played last year called The Adulterers, which is a great series. Um, super tiny, super cheap. Um, basically, two creators who wrote and directed it to get together. Um, Sundance now just bought it as is and just like put it on their like channel. Um, but then for other people, it's you know they being at the festival. There's a yes. lot of people around. Sure. There's a lot of like very you know valuable people to like your further career, whether it's other producers, creators, or like industry people. So some people are getting getting development deals, yeah. you know, people track. So it's like every, every path is completely different, but you know, but yeah. some, some people will, this will not, this will not be the project that will be made further, but now they have the ears of other people who want to make their next project. But then there are other projects that have specifically like gone out into the world and like have like success. Small HD, real-time confidence for creatives. Founded by a group of independent filmmakers, Small HD has been innovating the on-camera and production monitor industry for an entire decade. It started by creating the first ever HD monitor that could sit on top of a DSLR. Today, it's products like the 703 Bolt that has an integrated wireless receiver and a daylight viewable screen. Today, its products include the 703 Bolt that has an integrated wireless receiver and a daylight viewable screen. Small HD is in the business of providing real-time confidence for creatives. With an extremely wide range of field monitors, Small HD prides itself on durability and usability. Whether it's paired with a mirrorless camera during a wedding or used for Video Village in Hollywood, Small HD has a monitor for every production. Powerful software tools, a unified user experience, and premium display quality help make Small HD monitors the industry standard. Stop wondering if you've nailed the shot. Start having more confidence at the camera with Small HD. On camera and production monitors starting at just $299. For more information about Small HD products, go to smallhd.com.
So people who are making shorts, like this is the beginning of, or making episodic series on their own, this is very much the same. It, it mimics the way the feature world works in that this can be a building block, it can be a calling card, it can be a first step, it can actually be something you sell. Yeah. But I think, again, it's like people aren't used to thinking of this type of content as having that type of life. Yeah, because that's just now happening. Right, <laughs> and, it's a, and it's a way in, like yeah. I was saying, which I think yeah. is so cool, like that we want to we shine a light on the idea that like you can make a five-minute awesome thing. It do, you don't have to pull off a whole feature film, and For it sure. doesn't have to be like a short film. It can be yeah. you know reflective of this other content style, and you um, can have just as much um, like potential like attention. You know, like the attention that you would want could. Co- I mean, honestly, doing a ten-minute like pilot could be just as valuable uh, to you um, as going and making a feature. It depends on the situations, what they are, and what can happen. But there could be episodic creators that just made a pilot for a 10-minute episode <laughs> that walk away from Sundance with more people excited about their next project than someone in the U.S. dramatic competition. Yeah. You know, like, that's the weird new world of it. So. And I think that, like, that's exactly what um, what's exciting about it for us. I was going to say, or and maybe for everybody, but <laughs> what I was gonna, also going to say is what sort of dictates choices in terms of programming for indie episodic like like we think we kind of get a sense i think over the years of like what and because indie episodic's a newish program what a sundance feature program what a sundance feature typically looks like or what a lot of times voice is important and like and indie episodic also second part same question there's a lab connected to it right with the institute the uh, similar to uh how we have labs for um for feature yeah. scripts and directors, there's labs um, for episodic creators. creators so, be, so in that sense, though, the Institute is kind of like can help develop mm-hmm. some of the same types of talent and some of the same types of content. So for people to be aware that there's also a way to start developing that type of content totally. through the Institute. But as far as the programming goes, like what's the... Um, like what kind of goes into the decision making? What are you guys looking for? Like how do you... How do you can you put a, any kind of finger on that or yeah, the, big, the big question, the big question, <laughs> why do we pick the movies? Um, I mean, it, I mean, I, you, you are correct in saying the idea of like a voice, yeah. really strong voice. That's certainly, um, that's certainly, I mean, the same people that I, I picked the feature films too. Yeah. So, you know, like uh, it's certainly our interest is voice, um, really experiencing something that seems fresh and new to us. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have to be the most original thing in the world. We just need something really like fresh and distinctive about Perspective. it. Perspective. Um, and no, thinking about in terms of with when it comes to films too, it's like, how does this film compare to other films out in the world, other stories being told out in the world? We try and be very conscious of, you know, what's going on in the episodic space and what is a story like this or a creator like this? Like, would they be an exciting voice out in the world as an episodic creator? Yeah. Um, so it's championing that. Yeah, you're yeah. not, we're not looking, again, every project we approach differently, but it's like, we're not looking for every project to be one that um, this will sell to HBO <laughs> and they're going to go release this yeah. as is. Um, or, you know, but like, but we would hope that, you know, this creator might be someone that HBO now wants to meet with, you know, yes. like and talk with. So, yeah, I mean, it's definitely creators and 
Yeah, but it's impossible voice to... Voice-driven. Yeah, yeah voice I, I sort of ask knowing that um, you can't ever give the answers that people like, hey, so this is the genre this year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, this is the exact, like, you know... I can't but I, tell you until after programming <laughs> right. season. Then I can look back and say... Yeah. But I think that what is valuable to understand is that maybe, for me, and part of why I asked, is that part of what goes into choosing in the episodic is a lot of the same mentality for Sundance that totally. goes into choosing in general like yeah. with content. So there's a consistency there. And I wasn't sure about that because, you know, it's a different, it's a newish program. It's a different yeah. kind of like way. So I was thinking, was it, you and know. I, I like the idea of emphasizing too that, yes, like we played uh, the, the Wu-Tang series that Showtime picked up and it was, they was very impressively made, like impressive production. They had shot the entire whole like limited series of it and so we happily played that because it was great um but there are other projects that are in the nitty episodic that are a lot scruffier yeah are a lot cheaper a lot like diy and so there's no it, it doesn't you, you if you have something and you're like ah it's not polished enough it's like oh no no, no. We, we we aren't looking for we aren't expecting everything to be polished you yeah know, like we're just looking for once I we watch all this stuff, like, what are we excited about? Like, what do we think people will want to be talk about? Right. And what do we think people will be excited about? And what do we care about at the end of the process? Of and I think going back to something you said earlier, there's this idea of reflecting, like, what creators are doing. Mm -hmm. So you still probably want to also be an accurate reflection of what people are in the creative space interested in doing in more than just what you're seeing in the submissions is sort of like what's in the world what are people excited about in the world and what yeah. are they talking about and points of views and stuff like that so that that goes with just this across the brand really yeah like in terms of yeah um i guess if there's anything else you can really tell me about indie episodic or about you know how the program's structured or about you know if somebody wants to learn more about this particular type of content creation and how they can yeah. maybe tailor what they're doing towards it. You know, if they're, if you're out there and you're thinking about ways to break in again, I feel like this is a really cool way to reframe opportunity mm -hmm. for creators. Um, because like I said, it's like, it's always been shorts or features, you yeah. know, and, and the short, the life of the short is different yeah. in the life of the feature, but this is kind of like somewhere in between. I know, and it's even as you say that, I think about like shorts and features, you know, like I talked about, there's this, this project called The Chances. And so that came, um, we saw that, um, we played that in um, 2017. Um, and that was a short form um, series uh, that I think it was about like five, six minute episodes. Um, and uh, um, we played that that very first year um, it was picked up by Sundance Now. They developed it out into 30-minute episodes. And the following year at the festival, we played the new uh, Killer Films came on to, like, help produce it. And we played the long-form, like, oh, version. Really? And it was now an entire season. So oh. it was, like, six or seven um, – or it was, like, six hours long because it was, you know, it was, like, you know, 10, 10 30-minute episodes. And so it even – mirrors the shorts to feature like right. you can make a short <laughs> right. you can make a short version it's like they make right. a short version of a season <laughs> right. and they got to make the feature length version of the season right. or like this year we played this um project work in progress um so we played earlier this year um um uh oh which was it was it, one of the wachowskis came on to it. i think i think it was lana okay uh um came on to it so we it was just it was just a pilot episode um, um, after they like right into the festival, uh, Lana came on as like an EP on it. It sold to Showtime 
they developed it out to an entire like first season of it and it's now currently just now airing on showtime that was just earlier this year like this right. is, that was that was or, or sorry that was just that yeah. was a, a year yes. ago right. that it was playing at sundance and all they had was like a 15 minute 20 minute pilot um, of a TV show, and now it's already on Showtime. So it's just this weird new world of <laughs> what's going on. No, you know, it's, it's like it's. But those those are like those are kind of the more oh, you know, Hentified is the another one that yeah. I mentioned. That's Netflix, which is another one that was short form, and it's now it's going to be a long form. So it's like your short to feature thing. Right. But yeah, like uh, I yeah, I just think it shows you. I think it shows for creators. Um, you can go do what kind of speaks to you. You can go kind of create in the form that um, matches the story that you're telling. And if you do it well and you do it right, I think, you know, the sky's the limit and there's only like potential and like what can happen afterwards. And there's a play, there's more and more of a place where that can be showcased. Yeah, like, exactly. I, like I was saying, I think like, uh, you know, 10 years ago, People were going out there and creating their proof of concept sizzles or, or pilots or specs or whatever and thinking like, maybe I'll take this into a pitch meeting and see where it goes. Yeah. But now there's a place where you can actually show it and then get it into development without yeah. having to do all the pitch meeting stuff. It's like You're going to actually bring that stuff to the fore. And we even get to screw with that process of someone has like their proof of concept kind of like pitch material where it's only kind of existing purely within the industry mm -hmm. and say you're going to do your meetings and you're showing them stuff and they're yeah. like yeah not interesting, not interesting. <laughs> you know like getting, getting passed yes. on we're kind of uh uh disrupting that process because yeah. we're like okay before you show it to them why don't you show it to that was the big thing i'll go yeah. back to with animals and when duplass called us um to talk about that animal series he was like all the TV execs are already at Sundance. He's like, everyone in the industry is at Sundance <laughs> for the festival. True. He's like, all the TV execs are already there at the festival because they are there meeting the creators. And they're taking all these meetings with all the filmmakers. Yeah. Um, and so he was just like, and they're all like jealous that they don't have screenings for themselves. You know, like, yeah. and they don't have like a screening that they get to go to where like they feel like they it's get serving to their pure yeah. interests and they yes. get to discover. And so it's like, instead of that like screening happening just in the executive's office at like whatever <laughs> distribution channel, they're now having to do it, you know, in the Egyptian, you know, yeah. like with, with, with fellow like, like creators and like fans there too. And it changes. It, it changes perception, but also um, it informs the perception of uh, maybe those executives yeah, that because, they weren't getting before right. because it was just them themselves. It's very hard, and I think this is a good thing to contextualize for everyone. It's hard for anybody, executive, any human being, to get a sense of whether or not something's working alone in an office or on their laptop or whatever. But if you go to a festival and you're seeing a bunch of them and you're seeing audiences react and you have time to take it in the same way, you get a sense of like, wow, that there's potential. Or I see the voice of the creator or I like the energy is just different. And I think it, 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 it's exactly right. Like as TV becomes TV streaming, episodic, whatever we want to call yeah, this yeah. thing, um, this space that's emerged and become so powerful, there's so much enjoyment and there's so much content people love out of it that there needs to be more spaces where it's like workshopped and farmed and like yeah. grown. Yeah. And so instead of just like, yeah, TV comes through this one pipeline, yep. like it always has, you know, and this disrupting that and making it possible for an executive to get excited about new talent in the TV spaces. Uh, yeah. You know, TV festivals 
hasn't really been a thing. Totally. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, like, they, yeah. There's a couple. Yes. And and one and one I will mention too, I've just in this year's program that I think might be interesting to to you and Yeah, actually if you can go on and tell me a little bit about yeah. this year's program yeah, and, yeah, and what's quickly. different about this year's program and, and what your sort of thoughts are having you know, seen it coming through to us. Yeah, it's an interesting thing. So we have our second Steve James project in Indie Episodic, uh, and it, it it's it's it doesn't feel like a coincidence that that is like the case. I remember maybe six or seven years ago being here at Sundance programming feature films. He submitted his feature film, the the Interrupters, mm-hmm. great great documentary. And his original cut that I think he submitted to us was around four hours or so. It ended up being around like two, two and a half hours. Um, and, but I remember being so excited to be able to get to watch four hours of the <laughs> Steve Dame, James documentary because his documentaries are always interesting. They're always like incredibly human and interesting. It's like, what's why Hoop Dreams was yeah. a very long movie <laughs> and you were never bored. You're always just like, this is always interesting. And so like, I remember then being so excited to watch four hours of Steve James that it now it, it it's no surprise to me that now a creator like that, that maybe the form in which he was creating, even back to like limited hoop dreams, him. it yeah. limited him in a yeah. ways that now he has the freedom to do whatever he wants um, and to make it as long as it needs to be. And so he's now, his first one, America to Me, ended up, he just shot it, the entire thing, um, the entire season, um, and uh, it sold to Showtime. Now he's got his new one, City So Real, which is following like Chicago mayoral um, campaign. But, uh, yeah, it's, just, it's always just a, a strange thing to me that I always think about with indie episodes. It goes back to your point, though, that it's like, long or short, this is a space for the story at the length you need to yeah. tell it. And I think that's an important thing to reiterate, that, like, I have a really big epic idea, or yeah. I have a really small, yeah. like, and not small, small in terms of runtime idea. Yeah, totally. And there's a, there's a place for that where you don't, like, we used to talk about it, like, it has to be at least 80 minutes, right? <laughs> like it's a, or whatever the feature yeah, limit yeah, yeah. is. It's like, no, there's a lot of different ways to tell a story. Totally. How long is your story? Exactly. And how many pieces does it come in? Yeah, you know? for sure. Um, other interesting ones, we have, um, we have a French series called Leticia. This is from Jean-Xavier de l'Estrade, who is actually uh, one of the creators of The Staircase. Do you know the Staircase? Oh, yeah. The great, the great yeah. Staircase. But this is, so this is like, True crime, fictionalized true crime story in okay. France. So we're excited to play him. But then one interesting, one very kind of unique project is called Untitled Pizza Movie. <laughs> um, sounds, it already sounds interesting. It sound, yeah. it sound, I feel like this is y'all's. This is, but this one to me is, you know, even a lot of the episodic stuff that we've played, even short form, everything like that, it's felt very much like, you know, TV, you know, like a fresh voice, but it's felt very much like uh, it's trying to be TV like I've seen before. And uh-huh. I'm not being critical no, of I, that. I, yeah. But like uh, it, it's, 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 had, it's had that feel. That this is very unique to me. And I don't, it's hard for me to even think of an episodic um, show I've ever seen that felt similar to it. It feels far more like, a documentary you would see at experimental Sundance. borderline it's, experimental. It's DIY, very personal. It's this filmmaker David Shapiro. He's got he was nominated for Spirit Awards for yeah. documentaries in the past. Like very kind of respected filmmaker. It's started in the 1990s and it was about a pizza movie that he and his friend were making in the 90s in New York 
where they would just they realized the city was changing and he they wanted to go capture um, all the best pizza shops in the city together and so they just showed up with their their camera and the microphone 90s and they, era gear 90s yeah it's like total <laughs> yeah. 90s and it follows them and the the movie never happened like this was just mostly for them to just kind of commiserate over the city and their like friendship um, and it was just a project they did together. So this is like 30 years in the making of this journey that is very DIY, it's very personal because he's one of the leads in it, but it then follows him and his friend as his friend like goes off into the world and they meet this other person, this pizza chef, this famous like former convict pizza chef. And it kind of starts to follow these different journeys um, over like decade plus time. Yeah, and it's kind of the story, but it's its own weird amalgamation of a lot of experiences. He just he's he's added footnotes to the end of the movie to help categorize and classify things that are like coming up within it. I've never seen anything like <laughs> it. like it is like, but it is like a totally original experience, right? Done through episodic form. Yeah. So I'm very excited about this because this seems pure DIY, and. But it is, but I, and I haven't really seen that much in the episodic space. Do you have any idea, like in terms of its budget? Or I mean, you wouldn't tell. We wouldn't want you yeah. to tell us. But like, in the sense of like, you talked about how some pieces that come into indie episodic are like very polished, mm -hmm. and some pieces are very scruffy. Yeah. And does this one kind of fall into that category in terms of how it's put together, and like how y you guys are looking for things that fit what you're looking for, regardless of scale or investment? initially or polish or size yeah i mean the uniqueness again it's, yeah. it's like you know along with voice and freshness what you're really looking for is uh, just a different experience yeah so this is a totally different experience yeah because as to i hear this as i heard you describing it i thought one of the things that it seems like strikes you you see a lot of stuff obviously yeah. every year is something that's like i've never seen anything like this yeah, before for sure is that one of those like touchstone things because yeah. that really sounds to me like i i want to see it just because like oh, yeah. it's a time capsule and it sounds fascinating you, but, you and you i'll just say you should for sure interview david you, okay you, he's, he's he's great okay like he's great and he will be all about like he is <laughs> okay. he is just this really antagonistic like passionate dude like, i mean how new york has changed since the 90s is just a fascinating subject all on its own this, and this is this like kind of dizzying free fall into that kind yeah of explaining and jumping around in time he's he's like a, a kind of he's a collector of all things like he's a, like storage system like all the stuff that he's collected so there's these conveyor belts of things as he talks about them like coming okay. through in the series but wow. like it's it is it is a pure expression of like his brain and like yeah. how it works and how he's seen new york over the past you know interesting 20, 20 30 years yeah I think that uh, that see talking about that specifically kind of answers the question as to like what is being looked for mm. because I think that what it's not that specifically it's the idea of someone's brain being displayed or someone's mm. human experience being displayed through their work yeah that you can only get that way yeah and I think that that like because indie episodic is flexible in its in the sense of scale or runtime or yeah. goal it's it's even purer to that for creatives yeah um so like with that we're showing that as a standalone 
Um, we're not showing the entire thing. Um, we're showing like the first two episodes and like a teaser. Um, and you said, and that has a role, already has a future at Showtime or it's already. No, 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 no. Oh, no, okay. It doesn't. Show. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, okay. nothing's happened with anything or I mean. Okay. Yeah, nothing. Every, everything is all like available. Right. Um, um, at this point. In the indie episodic, but you still in showcase stuff that is episodic yep. that is somewhere. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. yeah, so it's yeah. important to make that distinction too. Yep. Like there's just like at Sundance, there's premieres and then there's world dramatic competition. Like those are two different things. Yep. Um, and I think sometimes maybe people don't understand that these are, there are things that are premiering that are not competing yep. for both awards or uh, distribution. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, and I can't, I can't judge it at all the you know people have very specific perceptions of Sundance and it's like the entry points that they have for them yeah and so it's like some people might understand it as this this and this or you know everything they're playing in the Eccles or only yeah. documentaries or midnight or, or whatever but uh, um, but we play 120 movies it's quite <laughs> an expansive experience I'm you know one of the few fortunate people who have seen basically all the projects in the festival oh wow so like my viewpoint including I'm now just caught up on all like the shorts. My viewpoint of like the festival and our program is it's crazy how yeah. like the range of like what's going on. I'm only sorry we don't have a lot more time yeah. so I can talk to you about all the other things. But yeah, I do yeah. want to talk to you about because I'm going. What is? Give me a couple things that you're like definitely check this out. Like you've given me one, but like okay, do you have yeah, any yeah, others yeah. like that you're just like I'm really excited about this this year. Yeah. So and untitled like, piece of movie is very cool. Um, another one that is very fun that's got a big following amongst the programmers is Awkward Family Photos. Uh-huh. Yeah. So <laughs> it's pretty, you know, it's very, you know, viral thing already of people yeah. sending awkward um, family photos. But it's catching up, right, with the people this who is, are featured in them. Yeah. So in meme culture today, this is huge. This is this is this is this is the deep dive of the story. <laughs> yeah. uh, of like the backstory of how oh, that yeah. photo came to be, what was right. going on life, interviews all the family members. And they recreate some of them, and then, right? And they all yeah. go take the photo together again. Awesome. Retail. Yes. So that's like a very charming, again, like short, you know, it's like short episodes. Yeah. Um, but tons of potential. Yeah. Um, another really fun one is The Ride. This is another one produced by the Duplass Brothers. Very DI, or very, very cheap, um, um, low budget project. It's with uh, Linus Phillips. Um, who's who's been around a lot, um, but this is all like a. He's basically like does like a ride chair, does like a drives a ride chair. Basically takes place in his ride chair as he's this kind of like spiritual healer guru oh, trying yeah. to like affect the lives of people who ride in his his um car. Okay. Um, each episode is a car ride, um, with a different person that he picks up. Cool. But I mean, this is I mean, this is. This is cheap stuff. You know, it's yeah. like this, is, this is really low budget stuff, but it's just concept, concept idea and like, you know, a good evolution story of what happens over. And he shot the entire season, but I think the entire season is like do 40, you know what he, 45 do, minutes or 50 minutes. Do you know what he shot it on? I do not. Yeah. Know well, that. I'll, I'll yeah, find yeah. out. But that's, again, that's, it's like, like you said, it's easy to do. But it's from from a technical standpoint. Yeah, it may be very doable, and the and the real juice of it is in the creative content, the vision, yep. the idea. Yeah, you know, and that, so that's, that's exciting. Yeah, those are some fun ones. We have a couple. We have one like short pilot this year. Again, like I say, like some years we play like five pilots. This year, I think we're only playing one pilot, like yeah. one standalone pilot, yeah. and that, and that's nothing to do with. We got to the end of the process, and these were the ones that we wanted to play. And, and we then you kind of put that 
it like kind of like a puzzle. You put your program together based on like these were the ones we want to show. When we sh- we we basically approach the pilot that we want to play, and we're like, okay, it would work well with this. There's this Danish series we're playing called Chemo Brain, which is just really really well done, yeah. really like emotional and funny and effective. And we like the tone of it matched with this pilot, so we kind of have the pilot precede it, almost like a short film yeah, preceding yeah, a feature. Yeah. So that's how we, it's like, now you get to play these two projects together and cool. kind of make space for everyone. So, right. Yeah. And also creating an experience for that audience, which yeah. I think also affects like the executives and the yeah. people looking at Yeah. And we just try and have, try and make sure it has the right energy. Like, yeah. uh, up against each other and they kind of match each other but not too on the nose so, cool yeah. well thank you so much for doing yeah. this again i was really excited to to get the time to talk to you about it cool. and i'm excited for us to share it